Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work that you do. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And with us today, we are super excited to have one of our extraordinary educators, Maureen Freibaum, uh, with us from Idaho. So Maureen, if you don't mind introducing yourself, um, and then we'll go from there. Hi, yes, I'm so excited to be here and and so excited to be part of this great group. Um, Like she said, my name is Maureen, and I'm currently teaching fifth grade. It's my 11th year teaching um, and recently just moved to Idaho from Southern California. So, um, yeah. (laughs) That's And again, that's crazy. (laughs) Idaho. (laughs) Well, great. I mean, we're excited to have you on the podcast. And I wanted to start by just asking how you're doing. What is your situation? Are you virtual? Are you hybrid? Um, If you can just kind of describe what your year has been like, that would be wonderful. Yeah. So um, I was so excited because um, here in Idaho, the, you know, the circumstances are obviously different than in Southern California. So we started the school year in person. We do have one day Mondays that are our remote days. So students uh, work from home and, t- and they're actually completing like packets and review work from the previous week. And then the teachers do go to campus still and we have our meetings that day or we have like our collaboration times with our grade level and we check in with Google Meets with students and things like that. But we've been in person since August, um, Tuesday through Friday. We wear masks or face shields um, all day. And recently we were allowed to have our kids be seated in pairs. We started out the year as like rows, which reminded me of like 1955, which was not what I, you know, was used to and definitely not the best way to teach. So that was a a shift. You know, I almost felt, even though it's my 11th year, it almost felt like first year teaching again, because I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm afraid, you know, do they interact? Like, I don't know. Like it was just very awkward and, and weird, but the kids were great. Like they were so excited to be back and um, parents were so grateful that we were able to come together and it's actually gone really well. Um, Our numbers have actually come down here in Idaho too. So they're, they've kind of like changed some of the measures for our district and things have been, have been going really well. So knock on wood, um, it's been a good year. That's great. And I think it's very awesome that Mondays are kind of a day for educators, but you're also checking in with students and things that we're hearing a lot is that it's been very overwhelming. I mean, it was overwhelming before COVID, but especially now it's been extraordinarily overwhelming. So how has that been for just you, your mental health? How is just even having a day to be able to collaborate with your colleagues? And if you want to share any other um, strategies you've been approaching with just staying sane during this time? Yes, definitely. Um, It's been... um, 
the Mondays have been really helpful. I, I always, my husband, you know, he'll always ask me like, are you done yet with the work? Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, don't you know, I'm never done. Like, it's <laughs> never, like, you're never done, right? You're always, as a teacher, you're always working. But the Mondays have been like that extra day on the weekend almost. I mean, we go to campus and we're there, but like you get, you get, you get, get so much done and prepared. And I feel almost like better prepared for the week that we have that extra time. Um, but the overwhelming part I think would be kind of like, coming from the data aspect and getting our kids back up to pace. Um, you know, obviously they missed so much of school from last year, but it's not only that, it's also thinking about the gaps they may have had before, you know, COVID happened and everything. So it's like, I think that's the most stressful part because, and I think teachers would agree that we're always our, we're our own worst critic, right? We're always thinking like, I could have done this better, or I didn't do this the right way. Or, you know, you think back to your first year teaching like, oh, those poor students. And when our kids don't make the growth that we expect them to make, or they're not, you know, meeting the standards necessarily that our district may want them at, we were just so hard on ourselves. But I think it's like reminding ourselves, well, let's think about the little, even if it's little, the little progress that they did make. And let's celebrate that we're back in school, that their their mental health is good. Because I think too, that the kids carry all this stress that their parents are carrying, you know, they, they sense that. And so I think, you know, obviously academics and, and growth is so important, but also that they have that community and that family. And I think that's, what's really great for me and a reminder for myself is like, I'm there for the kids. Like I'm there to be their, their constant and their um, stability that they need when they may not have that at home. So that is kind of like my reminder for my own mental health that maybe I didn't make the growth that we expected, or maybe the student is still struggling in, in this way, but let's think about all the positive things that are going on. And it's hard, but I've been trying to make a point like at every day after school, like writing something down, even though it may have been not the best day or things may have happened. Like what's one thing that was great that happened or something just to remind myself like of our why, like, why are we here? You know, what, why, why do we come to school every day and, um, and try to help our kids? And really it's because of them, you know, that's why we got into it for, in the first place. I think there's so much that you just said that we could <laughs> dig into. I think Danielle and I had actually talked about like writing down gratitude or just something that went well, just so you have that artifact. I mean, I'm sure you've looked through your like months, pro- like previous months and just, you just realize, wow, there are a lot of really great things that happen and in the moment, even though it's really hard, you can just recognize and celebrate that one win. And just, you're right. Just the fact that kids are showing up every day and they're happy to be there, that's enough. Right. And that's providing them something they might not have had otherwise. And of course the growth and the standards, all of that is important. Um, but it's, it's always good to remember and like center yourself back on, on your why and like that you're their rock because you know, that's, that's why you wake up every morning. <laughs> right. No, definitely. I, um, actually saw something on Facebook yesterday that said, um, you know, teachers don't quit because of like the students, they quit because of the adults. And I think that when we're thinking about mental health also, it's, and you had brought this up too, in your question, like that com- camaraderie that we have with our teacher, teacher colleagues, you know, and like, and even with our administrators, it's like that support that we need from them to know, like, it's okay. Like you, like it's, you're doing a great job. I think we just need that reassurance. Like I need to hear it from somebody else too, because again, I'm my own worst critic and just re- re- that reminder that you're doing, we're doing the best that we can and you're doing great. Like just keep, keep moving forward. Um, and yeah, we just need that, that reminder. And I even have like on my desk behind my desk is a window and I just 
the kids will write notes, you know, and they give you little things. And it's so even fifth graders, like they're so funny and I have it covered with the notes. So then when I, at lunchtime, I'm like sitting there, I'm like, okay, remember like this student you know, <laughs> loves you for this. And like, look at the picture they drew you. And like, this is, you know, we're, we're making that impact. And if we don't see it now, like we're going to see it eventually. Absolutely. In fact, I've shared, I don't know if I shared this on the podcast, but when I was a teacher, I had something called a Monday folder. So sometimes on Sunday night, because you're right, teachers never stop. You're always thinking about school. So on Sunday nights, I was trying to think, and I, I would sometimes turn into dread even. It's like, oh my goodness, what's happening for the week if I didn't really have a long weekend? So I have a Monday folder. So Monday morning, I'd walk in and I, it would be all of those notes the kids wrote me, the thank you letters, the pictures they drew, the little hugs that they would, you know, all of the things that kids or letters from my principal even. And I would put it in the Monday folder. So that morning when I was like, why am I here? <laughs> I would read those. Right. And it would made a huge difference just to remind you. I mean, let's talk about Mondays for a second. How great. I just, I can't get over this. This would be, I wish districts would do this across the board. The fact that because Monday is such a dreaded day for so many educators, the fact that you know that you have time built into your schedule to collaborate, to plan, to check in with students like that. Why isn't that the new schedule? I know, Will right? that be? Is your I was just going to ask that. Yeah. Are they yeah, carrying you know, it over? They, they just had, um, the district just sent out a whole email about like what's going to be moving forward with the board and everything. And I think they're going to go back to a regular five-day week. Um, so I was a little bit bummed, you know, <laughs> because it is, it is so nice having that, that extra time. And um, like you said, it's like, you know, the Sunday scaries, they call them, you know, and but to have that Monday to like regroup and know, you know, I don't like, I guess it's a difference. Like, yeah, I'm waking up early and I'm going to school, but I don't have to be on, you know, like when you're teaching, you're like, Oh, oh, yeah, like, you're putting on a full-on show yeah. performance play everything. Right. Comedy, Every everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So I can if I can just sit there and like listen or you know, yeah, just focus on grading or whatever, like it's been extremely helpful. And even going back to the data aspect, like that Monday has also been great for looking at at my data and saying, like, okay, how am I gonna form my intervention groups this week? Or like what am I going to do? It's just that that time is so, so valuable. I think we need to start a movement. Take back Monday. <laughs> yes. I mean, th this is just really revolution. I'm just, my mind is blown. I don't know if you can tell. I just can't. It's just, what do teachers ask the most? They ask for time. Mm -hmm. And with COVID, pre-COVID, anytime, like you just said, time to look at data, time mm -hmm. to plan, time to differentiate. But unfortunately, when teachers are given time in PLCs, it's taken away. It's mm -hmm. taken away from meetings. It's taken away for this. And the reason why teachers are burnt out is because they are using their personal time to do all of those educational, important tasks, planning the data chats, planning lessons. So if school districts could build time in like mm -hmm. yours is, mm -hmm. I think you should do a case study on this. This yeah. is great. <laughs> advocate to the board. I know that we want to press and we want to have students going back to normal, but what are some other things that we could do to just um, be creative? What could we take with us during this time? So I'd love to hear what other strategies do you do personally to help you stay sane? <laughs> um, I'm so excited about your schedule. It's got away from talking about you. <laughs> Um, you know, this year has with 
I mean, in addition to to COVID and and things being different, I mean, just moving, I guess it's not really like cross country, but moving, you know, to a totally different location. It's just been a lot of change in in my life and um, and something that I didn't really do before that I've kind of learned more this year with the slower pace of life that we have here is um, just really taking time to to live in the moment, like be in the moment. I was always constantly like worried, like worried, like what if this happens or what if I can't get this done in class or what if, you know, what if they, I don't teach all the standards I need to teach by this point or whatever. Um, and really thinking about like my, my own family too. Um, you know, they say, I, I remind myself like you can be replaced um, at work, right? But you can't be replaced at home. And it's like remembering my kids, my kids need me too. And I need to be the, present with them also. And that's really, um, that's helped me like to kind of just come back and reposition myself and remind myself like the, the big picture, like you can't fix everything. You can't change the world. Like we have to, we, we do have an impact, but we just have to um, kind of like center ourselves, I guess you can say. So, and also, you know, what's been really helpful is my, my watch. It reminds <laughs> me to breathe. <laughs> And it knows like, okay, Marine, like stop what you're doing and just take a moment. <laughs> I love that. You would- I think, oh, go ahead, Danielle. Oh, no, you go. I was going to say, I think it's just so true, especially when you start out teaching and not in a bad way, you just have so much ambition, but like you can't achieve the impossible and teachers do, teachers are heroes. They make the impossible happen every day. Right. But like, if you set yourself up as as a goal, the same way you would never give a student a goal that was completely impossible. You just are continuously feeling like you're failing. And when you take a step back and realize, like, like you said, like center yourself, realize what you have to do at home, the other parts of your life, it's, it's just so much easier to give to your students when you're, when you're celebrating yourself as well. I'm curious, like when you said live in the moment, are there like tangible things? Like if I wanted to live in the moment more or another teacher, are there things that you do, like not like at your phone? I, I, I don't know. Are there certain things that you found useful? It's definitely been a work in progress because I am on my phone way too much, you know, like constantly checking or looking or, you know, checking at emails and all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They make it addicting for a reason. Oh, definitely. definitely. you, Apple. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. No, but that is definitely one thing. Like when I'm at home with my family, we've kind of like said, okay, you know, after during, well, during dinner, like no cell phones, no anything. And we really tried to make it a point to all sit together at the table, like turn off the TV. Let's talk about our days. There's, um, my principal from last year, she had this great list of questions that weren't just like, how was your day? It was, they were like very specific, like, tell me the favorite part of your lunch today. Like, what did you enjoy? Like to talk to your kids about those kinds of things to kind of spark the conversation, to make it more enjoyable and more specific, you know, so to keep that conversation going. Um, so yeah, getting rid of that, that technology piece at those certain times has been really helpful. I think going outdoors, it, it's been, um, I'm used to the 75 degree weather. So getting adjusted to like, the, there's a snowstorm coming and I'm like, how am I going to drive? But, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I know, right. I'm like, it snowed the first time here, um, you know, back in like October or something. I was like, I think I need to call him sick. Like, I don't know. What, <laughs> what is this white stuff? <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. But I've been trying to go, we've been trying to go outside more. Like, and like I told you those neighbors coming over and, and playing and just enjoying like the, 
simple things that don't you don't get like that you used to do before all of this technology and social media. Um, and I, I need to be better at it. I, it's like I said, definitely a work in progress. But the days that I do that for myself, I've been trying to go to the gym too, which is always hard. Um, <laughs> or at least to go walk around the neighborhood, you know. I've noticed that my own, like my stress has is lessened, you know, when I and I have that time to think and um center myself, like I said before. Yes, breathing, getting outside, tech timeout, yep. all of those things are so helpful for your mental health. Absolutely. Um, well, we could talk to you literally all day, but unfortunately <laughs> that is all the time we have for today, but we would love to just final thought. What is your advice for educators listening? Anything from your perspective? Um, you know, things are crazy. What would you say to educators? Um, I think that if you know what you're doing is what's best for kids, if you're, if you're true to, um, like I said, just doing what's best for kids and you know that you're doing what's right then keep doing it. You know, um, I know there's a lot of things coming at us from the district or maybe from your admin, or you may feel like inadequate or you're stressed about those things. But if you know, in your heart, that you're doing what's best then keep doing it because your kids need you and remember the kids like that's the whole purpose like you're here to be with them you're their their stability and um and you are making a difference As i know that sound it sounds like cliche but i think that it's true like i have kids my first year teaching who've added me on facebook and they're like i remember you know whatever from this time and you were my favorite teacher and i'm like oh my gosh like they remember you know like it's like that you know and i've even seen these memes before like one day somebody's going to say your name at the dinner table like you're not going to know it but someone's going to be talking about you so um you know you're 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 making that impact and don't forget that i love that and thank you you are making an impact thank you for being a teacher and thank you for sharing your time with us we really appreciate you um, Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> oh, of course. So where can other people find us? Siri, bring us home. <laughs> yes. And thank you so much, Maureen. It was so fun talking to you. We'll link uh, Maureen's Instagram in the show notes. And you can, as always, follow along on Twitter at Curriculum Asoch and on Instagram at MyIReady. And please be sure to tag us in your posts. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or are interested in being a guest, please send an email to extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. So until we meet again, be you, be true, be extraordinary. This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual property of Curriculum Associates.